miles. I'll never do 100 miles. Right. But then I'm listening to him. He's like, yeah, well, every morning I run too. He's like, well, how much do you run every morning? I'm like, that's more my speed, you know? He's like, no less than 12 miles a day. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? You, uh, you ever been like a runner, like a consistent runner? Uh-uh. I never have, but we did a 10K on the Grand Isle Beach. Uh, on the beach? Yeah, Q50 10K. Dude. So they got a, it. You can either do a half marathon or a 10K. We did the 10K. And uh, like we trained for like a month for it, man. But that was it. That was the end of my running career. One month. I can't imagine doing a. It. it was actually miserable on the beach because okay. the wind's blowing. So you, you run. So a 10K is what? It's like, um, I think it's 6.1 miles. No or idea. Something. Well, what's the K for? A thousand? It's kilometers. Oh. oh. <laughs> Which is a thousand meters. What an idiot. Kilometers. <laughs> Get it? So. Freaking metric system, dude. So I was, I'm not more impressed that you that you ran a 10k. I'm more impressed that you ran a 10k on the Grand Isle Beach. Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So one way it's really easy because you're going with the wind, and then on the way back, when dude. How come everything we talk about revolves back to the wind? The wind, dude. Freaking wind, bro. <laughs> but on the way back, South Dakota Seminole, the whole nine yards, Grand Isle, pushing Dylan. North, north. <laughs> so the whole way that, yeah, dude, and it was crazy because we started off and I, I think I told y'all before, like my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, they're ultra runners, right? They ran these hundred-mile marathons and stuff like that. You was about to get a what you called it? You watched too much uh, ID, ID Champ, dude. I saw that. Well, place on my I was about TV. to say, did you think it was another episode of Shady Goes to a uh, Shady Place? I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh. That's no, it. she's all into like plantation. Dude, they have ghosts so. here. Let's sleep here. That's exactly yeah, her. Yeah. yeah. That's her why I call it Wednesday. That's how that started. Yeah. Her and Amber need to go to a place. Absolutely. No, that's where Wednesday comes from. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I'm sorry with your beach story running on the beach. Oh yeah. So one way you're running with the wind, and then the opposite way you're running against it. Right. So for the first half, you run with the wind, right? And they had people in front of me. That were like marathon runners and like legit runners, and I knew they were. And me like trying to talk myself into not stopping was like keep up with them, keep up with them, keep up with them. Yeah, I'm not mm -hmm. built for that, dude. Mm -hmm. I was not prepared. Mm -hmm. They take off. I'm trying to keep up. By the time I got to the halfway point, and I had to turn around. I look at my watch. And I'm like, there's no way I'm finishing this thing because I got here too quick. Uh, yeah, that's when I, I watched a video the other day. It's a dude that does. It was a uh, hundred miles. They did in 24 hours. Just nonstop, and he's like, "You watching him? He doesn't break a sweat like the whole time." And he's like, "It right. wasn't David Goggins." No, 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 no. He's it's, like, "It's a lot more like common than you think." Yeah, like runners. Well, David Goggins just does it because it's Tuesday. Yeah, right. Literally, he wakes up and he's like, "Got to get this inner bitch out of myself yeah. right now." Yeah. But this guy was like, "Yeah, we did the first ten miles. We're going good. First twenty miles, going good." Then he's like, first fifty, we got popsicles," and I'm like. Dude, I, get, I eat a pop cigar at the shits. Like, I'm not eating that, been running 100 miles. And he's going, he's like, all right, yeah, now we're down to the first 70 miles are done. I'm thinking myself, I'm like, it's only up to 100. It's not yeah. the first 70 miles. Yeah, it's, not, yeah, it's the 70, 70 miles. miles. Yeah. So he gets that, he goes, now this is where the real race begins. I'm thinking myself, I'm like, dude, if I ran seven miles, yeah. I'm, I'm gone. My biggest race would be from the car getting to the starting line because I'm like, I'm about to run 100 miles. No, that would be my biggest race right there. Dude, uh, like we did a few 5Ks and we did that 10K. The 10K is the longest. 
But like even the five Ks before it starts, your adrenaline is pumping so hard. What this was for? This was just for us to do it. Like it, it was, was just a race thing. It wasn't. It was like, hey, you want to run? Yeah, let's yeah. sign up for a 10K. That we got to do it. You did it with Shady? Yeah, we did it. Yeah. Jeez, y'all are crazy. We both did it. It took me like an hour and I think it was like an hour. How many miles? Like six. six you were miles. running at the time? Like, no. What? Yeah, no, I was just going to the gym. And I was like, you know what? I hate cardio. I don't want to do it. So I'm going to do it all in Grand Isle that day. I was like, if I, well, if I <laughs> I'm going to do up, all the cardio. If I sign up for a race and I spend money on it, then. I'm obligated to do it. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to do it. Motivation. Right. That's how I kind of, uh, so when we went, I was, I don't know, 12, went bungee jumping. <clears throat> well, we went to this fair in, in Texas and we walk up to the place and we see the bungee jumping thing. And my dad looks at me, he's like, you want to go? And I had a red mohawk at the time, just started playing guitar, skateboard. I'm like, I ain't afraid of nothing, bro. I'll go. I'm like, let's go on some other rides first. Look at the, the, the Ferris wheel. Let's go on that. <laughs> we go in there knowing damn well how scared I am of heights, but I'm a, uh, if I start something, I'm like, I got to finish it. Once I start, that's all I need is that start. So my dad's like, you want to go on the bungee jump? I'm like, no, let's do that swing. They got the swing. They bring you up and they drop you. Yeah, yeah, So me and my sister go in there and they were like, all right, who wants to be on the pool side? And I'm, I'm like, like what? Me, the, you got to pull your own string. Oh. They don't just drop you. Oh. So you could be up there for hours. So I thought, so I told, I was like, no, I'm going to go on it. Cause I looked at my sister's face and Caitlin was like, I guess I. And I was like, um, no, me. So you do it by yourself, or you, you like it's like side a, by, no, I mean no, like, no, no, side by side, yeah. yeah. So we link arms, we go up, and they're like, all right, on three, one, and I was like, nope, right, yeah. <laughs> go down, and then you just drop, and then you swing. Whatever. That dictates her too, like yeah, we, it, when you oh yeah, because we're you, connected you pull, all the same yeah, safety. Yeah, yeah. So we we do that, and my dad's out. He's like, you want to go bungee jumping? And I was like, yeah, bro. I mean, I bungee jump. I'm a bungee jumping fool, pops. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> about me. No, it's damn well. I'm like, when you climb up the first, and it wasn't high at all. Don't forget he has a red mohawk at this time. Oh, dude, it was so badass. <laughs> I did forget. <laughs> but um, we get to the top, and he's strapping in my shoes and all, well, around my feet, and I was wearing those uh, big old Etnies yeah. at oh, the time. Bro. And I looked at the guy, and I was like, I'm doing this without my shoes. He's like, well, you're going to come back up? And I just took my shoes, and I threw them off. I was like, I don't, I don't trust him. And he's like, it's not connecting to your shoes, dude. And I'm like, I, no. So he hooks up my ankles. And I'm like, all right. And he goes, now lean forward. And he's like, your best bet, if you've never done this before, is just start leaning. Because you're going to get to a certain part where you can't stop yourself and jump back. And I was like, oh, dude, I got this. Bungee jumping fool over here. I lean forward. And he's like, all right, on three. He must have counted to 35. I have no, I was just there for an hour and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, all right, you got it. And I started leaning forward and it, I felt it. All that wind goes straight out of you and, and cold ass. I feel like, like I like cold that, sweats. Though. I feel like that's a fun. And it wasn't that high. Like I was saying, cause it's at a fair. So they had to set it up and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But still, and I fell and it was one of those things where it's like, um, uh, who was it? Uh, Will Smith talks about skydiving and he's like, you know, you're so afraid of it. You're so afraid of it. Until you do it, that is the most – you didn't realize how fun it could possibly Correct. be. And, like, yeah. then apply that to life. Oh, man. Man. You know? So yeah, no. he, he – I'm not going to be able to directly quote it. But he says 
Will Smith that there's no such thing as fear. Keep right? my wife's name. Oh. No, no, not, not that part. <laughs> but he said that there's no such thing as fear. So, like, you can be scared of something, but that's just you being scared of something. You're, there's yeah. no such thing as fear. You teach yourself how to be mm-hmm. afraid of something. So I was, of course, listening to it and applying everything to us, you know, music and stuff. Yeah, I mean. And I remember when... I don't even know if we had played anything yet, any shows at all, much less acoustic stuff, that I was freaking terrified, you know, absolutely nervous, terrified. Well, I always get nervous, but absolutely terrified and didn't know what to think. Like, not to say it was, what if we fuck up? Like, no, it wasn't that. It was, I don't know what to do, you know? And then the coolest part was I had already had both of y'all say it because you kept, you always say stuff like, what, what, you just, we could be okay. Just roll with it. Just, do it. Yeah. Just play music. We're you know? gonna take care of it. Just and play. Dylan always says, "Dude, <laughs> dude, you just gotta play, man. Right. Like, just, just gotta, gotta you do, just it. Gotta do it. You just, just do it. <laughs> just fucking." So that was the mentality of going into the first, you know, shows. Still going into like shows now is, bro. You just gotta do it. You know. Now it's getting a little more hype to where y'all get to play that first song first, yeah, and then I come, which really just pumps me up. But after shows which i hate i hate the after show because it's it's fun and we just had a, a grand old time but it means that show's done right mm-hmm. that really is a, a a big a big downer for me because it's so fun and you're so high but it's like man, i can go for another four or five hours yeah. so anyway long story short these shows even the acoustic stuff is i still get really nervous which i think is a good thing but it shows you care but with us sure. three it's constant constant Dude, chill. Just roll with it. Do it. Have fun. Do it. And being a part of this, what I feel like it's a team. This team is really just, dude, get the fuck over it and go do it. And yeah. then every time we do that, or I do it because y'all tell me to do it, three hours later, I'm like, can we go some more? Yeah. You know? yeah and yeah. it doesn't happen. Especially like you get <laughs> that, that first song starts and you start playing and everything because look at the difference of how we were. Uh, the last podcast we had did, yeah, we were, we were, you know, you already had your first three songs out, but we weren't really gigging. We maybe played we, a few shows, but like, no, I don't think we not even. I think you had just played that backs by yourself acoustic yeah. and you sat up in the sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you had talked about that, but um, so like we were still on the talks and like we talked so much. That's one thing I, I tell Amber. She's like, uh, or anybody. Right. They'd be like, oh, I, how do you think they're going to feel about that? I'm like, we talked about it from 8 a.m. this morning to oh, lunchtime. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we talk about it nonstop. But how different and how far we've come, especially doing that, now you understand that it's not you. Correct. You know, you don't have to worry about that because now you, you know, you're more comfortable, even though you knew from the jump that, like, me and Dylan, as far as Cody and Dale as well, mm-hmm. you knew that from the jump, like, they know what they're doing. You know, but now you understand that's a big difference. So it's like, I don't have to worry about that. I got to worry about showing up, getting the job done and being me. And I was never concerned, so to speak, about you guys. Like, I was never concerned about y'all being a part of the band. Mm. I was more concerned about me screwing up and y'all being like, what the hell? But what was so cool for me was it was such, like, there's no great moment. Like, there's no... Oh my God! This this is how it's supposed to be. Like the entire show is just the show, and okay. every time I look at any single one of y'all, it's always like 
dude, this is just like we played at practice. This is just like we're playing. We're talking on a we're talking in a group message for ten hours a day. Like it's the same repetitive reciprocal shit. Like we just us, you know. And I, that is one thing that really pumps me up, especially because, um, like I was telling Dylan earlier when you were setting up all the stuff, the song she was mine, right? So that the first G. On Thank the you, Vanna White. The first. This is camouflage. You can't see her. <laughs> John Cena is on the set. The first G on that song. This is just going to be like for the music side of it. But the first G on that song is, well, the way I kind of put it together was. All right. So me doing that, I don't have the, I can't think of the right word, but I don't have the mental and physical capacity to sing it and do Dun, 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 dun. So the other day, yeah. so the other day when he was hitting the licks, doing the same thing I was doing, but in the correct style, mm -hmm. I was. It was so easy to remember a time running wild and free, and except for remember a time running wild and free. Like it screws me yeah. up so much, and that is just bands. Like that is the teamwork, not just mm -hmm. like I hate playing by myself. If you talk to musicians that like been around, they know what's going on. Uh, they really know that their job is their job. Yeah. You know, if you're a guitar player, it's your job to make sure you cover guitar. If you're a bass player, you cover bass, drums, you know. So for you being singing, <laughs> you should never be worried about guitar. Right. That's yeah. the whole point of having yeah. a band behind you. Yeah. Support and having Well, having people knowing that they that they're, they know what they're doing as well. Because that's right. a whole different animal of happening. Well, well, that's another thing, too. I feel like the more we, not even... I mean, yeah, the practices are awesome, but the more we actually get up there and play, it's, it's, I mean, it's just like hanging out. You get to know, we get to know each other that much more and just everything vibes, everything goes, everything yeah, falls into place and you get to see what you screw up on and what you, what the other boys can pick you up on. You yeah. Know? Cause that's one thing we always do when we rehearse. Now, Dylan brought it up that first time that he actually showed up to practice. Uh, <laughs> he put it in his calendar. My calendar is uh, complicated. <laughs> Um, but he was like, everybody pick a song that you think you might need to work on or yeah. pick a song that there might be a part that we can be tighter in, whatever. So we go over the song and then we, of course, naturally, you nail it yeah. in rehearsal. Right. And then you go there and you play live and then there's songs that you think you got perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, um, I, I don't have as much experience as you guys playing live stuff but i know that so far <laughs> the show must go on kind of attitude you um, just gotta freaking do it like you just gotta keep on going so i know when i screw up because i screw up a thousand times in a in a gig and when you're in practice you can have the balls to say oh let's do that one more time start from right there you know mm -hmm. live no you know but correct me if i'm wrong people but I'm pretty sure 99% of the time, no one gives a shit. As no. long as or you here, are yeah. working together and making it work together, mm -hmm. they're listening to the song, not the practice version of the and song. There's, and there's big differences to um, <clears throat> if something's actually wrong. If somebody's actually playing something wrong. Yeah, like me singing a half step ahead of you. <laughs> at, that at whenever we're at rehearsal, whenever we're at rehearsal, we're like, Hey man, you're out of key. Yeah. Let's stop and let's redo it over. Yeah. That at practice, you have to be such close people and such good band right. if you want to use that term, to be like, yeah. When you started the, I'm in a hurry to get things, whatever. So but, shout out to Bubba because 
that w- what he's referring to is last weekend or weekend before whatever it was at the at the Thibodeau ball off. Uh, we started. We played. I'm in a hurry, Alabama, and I sang it, which is in G, and I sang it in the F sharp. Yeah, yeah, like way higher. Perfectly. No. Well, it, well, lower. it was flatter, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, and then when y'all started, I was like, oh my god, something's wrong, and I couldn't figure it out. And then I was just singing it, which that key is making me sing it stronger because I it is it's a higher note or whatever, but. Shout out to Bubba for going, hey, live, hey, you're singing it too high, cut it back. And then when I when I sang it in the right key, he went. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at JP and I went, I went, hey man, you're a half step down. It's really bad. And, Bubba, and he I goes, mean, see, he goes, I can't find it. And I just went, I'm in a yeah. he goes back up and, and then I'm we going. And then we hit the last, the last part of the song, boom, and Dylan says, Did y'all hear that? <laughs> I'm like, no. JSA's over here, man. God. Documents everything. Yeah, no. I mean, that's what a band's for, dude. It's to back you up. It's to make you uh, feel comfortable enough that you don't have to worry about the music. Yeah. and that simple? I mean, to speak naively, I guess I didn't, going into it, I didn't even realize that was the point, you know? I was so, so, still, still am, so concerned that I need to make sure, as inexperienced as I am, to have to be on y'all level. But bro, Cody's right. Cody's right here all the time, right? And I mean, I look back, and he's always like. <laughs> so I mean, is that already? Is that you yeah, know? Yeah, no, yeah. yes, no. Next, no, you know, it's, yeah. it's and that's just live stuff. But I know it can be practiced more, obviously, whenever we can rehearse. But what I'm trying to get at is band equals teamwork and that's literally all it is because <laughs> me as the front man y'all don't understand how pumped up i get hearing y'all play oh, you know oh, oh, <laughs> oh yeah dude it looks like he's in a day to remember music video bro <laughs> dude what oh it was um yeah it was us three playing at the bar loft dude i thought i was gonna put my foot through the stage because oh, I, I think stopped. that's just riveted right there and I must have been in the crack. No telling. Dude. And I was doom, doom, doom. And I'm like, uh-oh. It seems like it's going to move. Not to mention, Bex. Oh, man. Every time I do it at Bex, I swear, Chris is going to be like, bro, chill. Hey, Your bro. foot's about to go straight through. Hey, bro. I know I'm in Germany and all right now. And they don't leave it. Like, if you fuck up my floor, I swear yeah. to God, dude. I'm a fucking, I swear to God, yeah. JP. Never again at my bar. Maybe on Sundays. Yeah. Shout out to Chris <laughs> in Europe, you know. <laughs> While we're doing this, at least. No, but that's uh, it's fun because like I look at my only experience with that before with the I had the calling home stuff. Yeah, and we were a band, you know, and like we don't play at all. We barely talk anymore, but we're still brothers. Like so, I, I met up with Brennan. So calling home was after teenage years, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So was that like Noogie and I was in that? Yeah, that was Noogie, Nick. Oh me, yeah, Nick on drums, Brandon yeah, Boone, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Brennan. But um. <laughs> We were like brothers. We were together all the time, every single day. And it just so happened that we play music. And But Nick wasn't in it in the beginning. Noogie wasn't in the beginning. Boone wasn't in the beginning. It was just me and Brennan. And we had uh, Corey Dupachet and Sam LeCompte playing with us. There you go. From the jump. Dude. So we like, this is it. You know? Right. And when then we write the songs. And they're like, they were halfway there. And we started playing them. And Sam would write the drum parts or whatever, and Corey D, he could play a song, the same song a hundred times, and it's going to be a hundred times they're fucking different. 
But um, Corey was Corey went on tour with Tab at that time, and we needed a bass player, and we knew also knew that Sam was having his kid on the way, so we're having to audition bass players and drummers at the same time. So we auditioned my cousin Dustin first, and he came in, and he was playing all this. He had a, he walked in with a six string bass, Jeez. and I was like, man, this is a it's a lot to keep a, up with. A four string bass band. band. Max, maybe a three-string band, you know. I appreciate three it to the max. Strings. I just don't know how a band like keeps up with a six-string bass. But uh, but that was that was Dustin. So like he would play all this, you know. To arrive at the point, we were playing a song "Blind," and the song's called "Blind," and he just came in out of nowhere, high up on some notes, and I'm like, "That's that's it." And he, he, we stopped, and he goes, "Why don't you start the song with that on guitar?" On the record, that's how the song started. It's on guitar now. It's just a do no 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 no, and he was doing that. Doom, 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 doom. But um, it didn't work out with him. And then we had got a few more people, whatever. And then I went watch Forgetting Last Friday play with mm-hmm. Nick and all them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's uh, Harley, Harley, Noogie, yeah. Brandon, Dude, they were and hot. Nick. They were hot. Oh yeah, like they were gaining. Yeah, the they yeah. Like they, yeah, um, they're all big good together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, they, they gig so mm-hmm. much, and yeah. they, it doesn't matter what you do if you like the music, if you don't like the music, if you just do it repetitively, you're yeah. gonna get well, it's a vibe too, better I mean, at yeah. it for sure. But uh, we had talked to Nick. <laughs> this is this is hilarious. We had talked to Nick about coming in on drums, and we had knew Nick in the past before because when we were in the teenage band. Uh, Nick was in another band called The Risen. So we were uprising. They were The Risen. So they were already past tense. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Nick always had a tempo problem. Like, couldn't get to a click track, always had a tempo problem, whatever. So me and Brandon were like, you sure, man? You want to try him? I'm like, yeah, man, it's Nick. It's our buddy. Let's get him. So let's say it was Tuesday morning. I text Nick. I'm like, hey, man, would you be interested in auditioning for calling home? He goes, I don't audition. Do y'all want me to play? I go, hey, man, would you be interested in auditioning for going home? He's like, yeah, for sure. I'm like, all right, here's three songs. He goes, all right, when y'all want to get together, I go, oh, this afternoon. He's like, where at? I'm like, Brennan's dad's house. Brennan's dad has a fucking bomb-ass studio around the road in Raceland. So he's like, uh, all right. So he shows up. We gave him. He also worked the whole day. So he probably had 30 minutes to listen to the songs. Mm-hmm. Get over there. And we have an electronic drum set set up that sounds like just straight 808s from the 80s. That's so messed up. Yeah, but he gets there and like the first song we started playing was Blind. And he starts playing it uh, and it it just starts and Nick is, Nick's rock and roll, bro. Yeah. He's fucking rock and roll, hard hard drummer, bro. Yeah. He starts and just, and there's supposed to be nothing. And I look at Brennan and we're playing it and I'm like, Nick, <laughs> we're playing the dude and just fucking starts killing it off tempo. So, like, uh, we finish that and we go into another song, we go into No Next Time, and I think we wrapped that song up and we just hung out, we drunk some beers, and we're like, all right, that's cool. Nick leaves, and me and Bernard, like, man. Nick's such one of our good friends. I wish he played drums better. Because <laughs> he didn't fucking make it at all, dude. So we got someone else. And 
We played some. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. Go back, go back, dude. <laughs> like I wish he was better, man. But like he fucking sucked. Fuck you, Nick. Um, do you make it my point? I made right before this really shitty. Oh no 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 no! Don't worry. I'm. This goes. This goes full circle. So <laughs> right after that, suck at all. Though. That's the thing. Exactly. <laughs> So right after that, we get uh, buddy Corey Walker to come play with us. He does a few shows with us. He did fucking awesome. Um, then it was like a few gigs that we had coming up. Corey couldn't make them. So we're like, well, let's get Nick. And we had, uh, that's when me and Brennan just started renovating the venue. Oh, so yeah. So we had the whole hall to rehearse. That was, that was, yeah, that was a while back. Oh, yeah. So uh, I didn't realize it was that long. So that's what y'all rehearsed? So we finally now we have a room. We like Brennan. Uh, Brennan brought his kit. We're like Nick. Look, bro. Here's the songs. Come in. We gave him two weeks this time. <laughs> we gave him a full drum set, in ear monitors, everything. Nick comes in and fucking kills it, slams it, bro. Yeah. And uh, right when we finished, I was like, Nick, I knew you had it in you, man. <laughs> Do it, man. He's like, You said I suck, dude. I was like, I said. He's like, You looked at me and you said I suck. I was like, I knew you had it in you, man. I knew you were good. And I think it was later that night we went and watched uh, Forgetting Last Friday play. Noogie was with them. Still didn't have a solid bass player. And I text Noogie. I'm like, hey, man, would you want to play with Colin home? He calls me. We're both fucking. It's like 2 in the morning. Yeah. He calls me. He's like, you serious, dude? You fucking serious? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, man. I was waiting on that. I was like, <laughs> you were waiting on him? <laughs> like, why didn't you say anything? We, we've been posting on Facebook for like two months now looking for somebody. But to arrive at the point is that whenever we got to it and we would all play, it's just like whenever we play together. You know, even like the acoustic thing for the Mudbug Ball Off. Yeah. You know, you're singing. I'm playing the chords. Dylan's playing the chords. Me and Dylan are going at each other's throats. Yeah, right behind you. Right, Always. having the best time ever on stage. Yeah, I could see that. And you know, not only do I see it, I could feel it because I hear what the hell y'all doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So, the beautiful thing with monitors is I can actually <laughs> hear you guys. Right. And uh, I know we always joke, but we either the, with the in ears or. When we have a monitor actually working and pushing towards us or wherever we're playing, we have a monitor in our face, Bubba always says, JP ought to be good for three hours because he can hear himself. Right? He can hear himself. It's right. You know? And look, bro, Bex, I can't hear. When we play in Bex, no matter what, I can never hear myself sing. Right. right? Uh -huh. So that's why I'm always screaming so loud, right? Mm -hmm. But that's yeah, why. That yeah. too. Yeah, oh, I blame it on that. That's I blame why. it on yeah, that. Yeah. See, now y'all know why. But <laughs> so that being said, I still hear the shit out of y'all, right? And again, the more we're playing, the more I'm like, oh yeah, I, that it's starting to all come together, right? You As, hear the shit we talk to each other at all? No, but I always. <laughs> well, yeah, I hear y'all talking shit like like between songs and stuff. You hear like stage conversations at all, like from? No, because I'm always focused on. Dude, we'll do a whole podcast while you. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm always focused on what to say next, and like looking and trying to work the crowd and see like what's going on and what I can say and what, how the crowd is responding. So, no, I don't hear y'all bullshit after. But I do hear <laughs> y'all say bullshit. shit sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but one of my favorite parts of that show was I went to get y'all two beers. I forget what song it was. Maybe Weatherman. Oh, was, Weatherman. Weatherman, Yeah, huh? it was Weatherman. And it was just y'all two going after it. Yeah. And uh, number one, it gave me a break. 
but also it was just so cool walking back up and seeing y'all because y'all were right next to each other. So, yeah, right? imagine if that was full band doing that. Well, okay, well that's what that's another thing. You know, another thing, Bubba, you're normally here, and Dylan's always on the opposite side. I show side. up. He's set up in my spot <laughs> with an acoustic. Well, wait. So fucking safety, man. <laughs> well, wait, Dylan, I'm on your side on this one. We didn't think you were gonna come because you were you were hungover, right? And we know how valuable your hangovers are to you. So I had no faith dude, in you showing. Dude, up. when my Not wife, dude, dude, when Serious. my when my wife when my wife hears me talk about Serious. how vulnerable Bubba is to his to his hangover, she's gonna be like, "Bruh, that's the pot calling the kettle black." Right. <laughs> All right. So let's hey, also sure. jump in for like two days. If I got a hangover. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. I'm off tomorrow. By the way, so. I'm full-blooded, look, uh, wet towel right here, you know, if a little bit of sun creeps through, uh-uh, you know, stuff like that. I don't put the wet towel because I don't want no one to know I'm that much of a bitch. Oh, dude, I let them know. No, no, at the house by myself, man, I don't care at all. Yeah. And then, like. Freedom ring. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Like, well, I shouldn't tell, I shouldn't tell y'all this because my wife's going to be mad, but uh, I run the water sometimes, like, on the shower, like, letting their shower run. So I hear that, wet towel in my head. Uh, What's your water bill? Oh, she pays the water bill for me. Uh, I don't know, but she she tells me when it's high, and that's usually when I'm hungover. Dude, mine's like sixty bucks, which is because I'm in town. What? Yeah, my water bill's like sixty bucks in town. Really? Yeah. Serious? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think this is worth video, but just, <laughs> just you can cut it out. Yeah, you can cut it out. No, yeah, this is just the most interesting me. part. Of this. No, I fucking hate it though, but. The town has its own sewer, right? Town Lockport. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, you get charged about, for trash. So yeah, get charged for trash. We get charged for trash, dude. You need to come to the promised land, bro. In that land, you that, a land baby. That land, that Northland, dude. <laughs> come to that Northland, bro. Dylan is such a lock portion. It's not even funny. That's his stomping grounds now. Oh, and he said dude. that the other day. He was like, when I went pick him up, because God forbid, I'm what? What was it? What I had the night before? I don't know. A Saturday. We had rehearsal on a Sunday. For what? For which show? Last rehearsal that we had. This oh, dude yeah, picked yeah, me yeah. up. He had a whole bottle of Pedialyte in his cup holder. <laughs> oh, at, at Cody's house. Get the context yeah. right. <laughs> no, yeah. well, uh, that's where I'm getting at. I'm sitting there and I'm laying in bed and I'm like, look at my phone. I'm like, all right, it's 2.30 p.m. I have to be there for four. Set an alarm for three. <laughs> I'm like, I'm taking me a nap. Freaking p.m. 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that's going to be, that's all I need. 30 minutes. That's all I need. So after that, Dylan calls me, muted, lay down, then out of spill. (laughs) I look at it. It's our group message. It's a band group message. It's Dylan. I'm like, all right, cold shower it is. Yeah. Jump in the cold shower. Jump back out. I'm like, oh, I'm good. Stop at CVS. Got me a Pedialyte. I'm like, all right, I'm good. You probably so good. Wine I that need a night. You seemed like you had a wine I, hangover. I forgot what I did. Yeah, that's the worst. Man. Yeah, well, that's the worst hangover. Amber peer pressures him when she puts those bottles on the table and they start drinking wine. Oh, and no that. doubt. Next thing you know, your teeth are red. Yeah, Bubba can't handle that. Reflux. That's 3 p.m. sleeping, ignoring look, your texts. I'm waiting for my fiance to run through the door right now because I told her to pick me up a box of Franzia last time. See? <laughs> Look, there she is. I just see I've been drinking a Snoop Dogg wine, dude. I'm so stuck on it. Oh yeah, I've tried it once. I like it. It's it's not really it's not really my style, but I do, I do like the Snoop Dogg wine. Oh, the 21 Crimes. Yeah, we were talking about it. You had yeah, it's 21 19 or something like that. 21 Crimes. It's 19 Crimes. Yeah, that's yeah. It. Yeah, but that's not the Snoop Dogg wine. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. And then <gasps> Martha's got the white. Yeah, no, his face is just on it. Dude, y'all seen Martha lately? 
Sound it is Sports Illustrated. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, you're gonna find that next year in a in a hunting blind. <laughs> so anyway, getting back to the point of the show, <laughs> we went from uh, Bubba showing up to the mud bugs to wine drunk to bro. Y'all seen the Sports Illustrated of Martha? Lately? Did you forget about his water bill? Sixty dollars in town. Jesus Christ! Before in the, town. Before the ball off the night before at one thirty a.m. He texted us. Yeah, and was like, "Hey, remember when y'all said don't get drunk because we have to play tomorrow early?" I said, yeah, I, said, I got drunk. I said I did that thing and got completely fucking trashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah you that, did. that you did. Yeah. And so anyway, so um, Philip had asked me. He said, "Can you like roughly eleven o'clock sound check?" It's not your band, right? I'm like, no, 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 it's not the band. It's just be, uh, us three. He said, okay, and just one vocal. He said, okay, sounds good. So 11 o'clock sounds good. So Dylan texted me on the way and said, I'm, you know, I'm on the way. I said, well, I'm in front of you. I'll tell you where to park as soon as, as, soon as you get here. We parked, <clears throat> got the guitars on stage, and the, the, we did sound check without you. And then he, he said, uh, no, it was, you had texted me before, and you said, but do you need something, a strap or something like strap, that? I need yeah. a cable. You had called. Uh, I, I did need a strap. Yeah. He so said, that's how little faith that you had in me because I bought you cables the day that's before. Right. That's right. And I, when I showed up, you were like, I didn't know where to park, and you were like, Yeah, we're walking over there because um, Dylan needs cables. This is like 15 minutes before we started, though. What cables? Guitar. Guitar cables. cables. Oh, yeah. That was a strap. My bad. Well, well, no, he needed the strap. Didn't have well. a strap I, yeah, yeah okay. I didn't have a strap either. Yeah, I'm a but he needed the he needed cables, and I was like, I was confused. I was like, I just I bought him cables. I told him I was going to bring him to the show. Why? Well, he, he, he have little faith though. I did. I had little faith. Hey, bro. So I, wait, I will never. I'm not going to lie because on the way I tried to call you, I texted you. I blew the horn. First of all, I thought you wanted hours. me to go pick you up from Lockport. That's why I didn't answer. No, no, no. God, it's fucked up. It takes three of us to play the show. We, we show up in three different trucks. Right. But so Dylan texted me on the way over there and said, hey, uh, you know, I need cables or whatever, which I didn't know at the time. I thought it was, I thought she had said straps, but whatever. So I need, I need cables. Uh, you want me to go get them or something like that? I was like, that's on you because I haven't talked to Bubba since 1.30 this morning when he texted us that he was drunk. So I'm like, whatever. Wasn't a big deal because we were going to play no matter what. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. But um, then you then you showed up, like when you called, and, well, I guess you didn't have to sound check because you just had you just well, had that's your, what your I shit was, plugged That's in. what I was yeah. thinking the entire time. Right? Yeah. So yeah. Dylan was that's like, what I was thinking. Dylan like, was like, you think he's going to show up? I'm like, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I was like, hey, did you hear from him? He's like, dude, I ain't his daddy. <laughs> like, but it was also, was like, hey, good point, hey, give me good some point. credit because it was only 1.30, dude. If I would have texted you at 5.30 a.m., that would have been a whole different thing. Dude, yeah. I'm in my 30s, all right? I'm 29, bro. I still got one more. is 5 a.m. <laughs> I still got one more year. I'll let you stay up. What are you trying to say? When you get to 30, you got to settle down? I tell you what, last night I was sleeping by 9.25. And this morning I woke up at seven and it was the most beautiful thing ever. Yeah, yeah. It's called sleep. <laughs> oh, I get eight hours. Don't worry. I, get, I always get eight hours. I might be late, but I get eight hours. Yeah. Dude, dr yeah. Like drunk sleep is harder on me than sober sleep because it I, doesn't count. Yeah. Like your yeah. body, well, your mind, I guess, is still like still rolling. It's horrible sleep. You never <laughs> getting that. Like if you watch Joe Rogan. Like we were talking about earlier, he says something like, uh, "like drunk sleep 
is like just weak. Like it's yeah. Not, well, your body doesn't re replenish itself because it can't because you just depleted the piss out of it, right? Well, that too, yeah. I mean, yeah, completely dehydrated. The right. So I mean, I haven't this today is forty two days I haven't drank. It's impressive. I'm just doing it for seventy five so hard. Fucking impressive, dude. But dude, I'm telling you, you wouldn't believe how. Like it, it just is what it is. It's really not that big of a deal. It's not because Cause every time I go to salt, like my first hitch in salt, it was ninety days, no alcohol at all. Speaking of, how many hours that is from from New Orleans to Saudi? All together. It's a few different flights. So if you go like flight hours, it's probably about twenty hours. Okay, so how long does it take you? Which that's the same as no, it's it's, it's past Europe. So you're what yeah. eight ahead? No, yeah, eight eight hours, eight hours ahead. Eight hours. So how 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 long it takes you to adjust? Uh, you feel like shit for quite a few days for sure. And you're there so ninety days, so like four four or five days until you're yeah. on Saudi time. Yeah, I'd yeah, say at at least you know if you go on a rig right away, which a lot of times I did. Well, you're on their time. Then. You're on their time. Yeah. So like, what was your schedule? So you were saying it was ninety days. It would just flop, flip flop sometimes. Whenever yeah. I got hired, I did a uh, forty five and forty five. Which I mean, equal time off. Mm -hmm. You know, it's great. That first hitch, I was asked to stay overwork extra hitch. Being Wait, forty-five days and then forty-five off? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, right? Damn, that sounds good. Right. So I took it. I went to first hitch. So you got to go back to work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had some stuff going on. I was asked <laughs> to spend an extra forty-five. I'm not gonna say no, being a new guy. Right? How long ago was this? Like your first hitch out there? Yeah, 2016. So you had Wyatt? No, not yet. Not yet. What he just turned? Five. Oh, okay. You was here when Wyatt was born? Yes. Yeah. I never miss a birth of a child. None yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, actually, my company's really good at making sure, like, anything you need to be home for, right. you're going to be home. Like, they, they don't play around with it. They're really good. Really so if you just tell them, like, I need to drink a beer? If you tell them, hey, man, I got this going on and I really want to be home for it, mm -hmm. yeah, you're going to be home for it. Good. They've always been good with that. So when Wyatt was born... You were here, and then you had to, like, 45 days or whatever, you had to go back? Actually, they gave me two months off. Two months off? Yeah, I'll never forget. Every every person in the company, like, called me whenever he was born. What? It was, yeah, it was great. Like, yeah. I got the best work family ever, man. Nice. That's really nice. Do. So they supported me. They gave me two months off, which was a blessing, obviously. Yeah. You know, you're just another human living in your house. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was great. Great. They're really good. But yeah, that first stage was 90 days. It took 45 off. And then that was the schedule. It was 45, 45. But somewhere <laughs> along the way, we kind of just figured out, like, you know what? Uh, we don't have reliefs. Mm -hmm. We don't have people we're turning work over to. Y'all just. Yeah, like, hey, man, mm -hmm. give me a ticket there. Mm -hmm. And I I'll tell you when it's time to come back. Yeah. You know, I'll let you know when I need to come back. Mm -hmm. So we kind of worked out a little bit. But yeah, a lot of times it was 45, 45. And you liked it when it was, well, off time? 45 was, you were playing, still playing a shitload of music or no? I was playing on my time off. That's whenever I was playing with Carrie a lot. That was Drunk like, Punch Ponies or Carrie's acoustic stuff? No, Drunk Punch Ponies <clears throat> ended, I went overseas right away. That was like 15, 14, 15. Yeah, I don't know if it was like 16 maybe. Because they were looking, that's, I remember I was yeah. living at my uncle's house and they were looking for a guitar player and I think I just moved in with my uncle. Right. And that's when JP had actually. You live down Landmark? 
Yeah, my uncle. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, the first grocery on the right. Well, I know Nick did. I didn't know that you lived with him there. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't know you lived down Land Park is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I lived there, I think, three years. I lived with Nick. That was whenever you had passed. I think it was you. That you had passed and Nick was cutting grass. Yeah. Well, I was <laughs> looking for a house right there. And you had honked the horn. Yeah. And flipped them off. Yeah. You thought it was me? Yeah, that was. I remember doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and my uncle's like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Nick. Yeah. So, no, go ahead. I was just, I was just thinking like time frame when all this was because you said you didn't i started in 16 and i went to saudi in september of 2016 so it had to be yeah okay yeah 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 i still have the video like on my email that i sent carrie and just showing that i can actually play guitar yeah because he was like i messaged him i was like <laughs> i did i never met carrie in my life right i had no idea who he was right uh, uh dylan was like oh not dylan jp was like uh this band Drunk Punch Ponies is looking for a guitar player. And I was like, I've heard of them. And I've seen pictures of y'all shows. And I was right. like, oh, they they play to people. Yeah. Dude, we didn't have an empty show one. Bro. Yeah, man. It was so fun. That's, this was before, Dude, uh, this was before calling so home. Fun. So I was like, um, I was like, hell yeah, I'd be interested. So I messaged Carrie. And I was like, hey, man, heard you looking for a guitar player. J uh, JP told me about it, whatever. And he's like, yeah, man, so like you play? I was like, yeah, 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 look, let's just bypass all of that. I'm good at guitar. Um, <laughs> he's like, can I see? So I sent him a video. That's what I was telling you. Yeah. I sent him a me, video of me playing Clips of Dover, the intro to it. Right. And he was like, man, that's really good. Look, we play country. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's never heard Clips of Dover, too, though. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, he might have, but like. It's not like a popular song for like a country There's band never, to know. Well, the whole point is him to show guitar yeah. skills off, so I can understand that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But outside of an a interview, guitar, outside of a guitar player, yeah. You know, like there's yeah. no way Amber. She's not gonna appreciate that song. Yeah. Oh, she appreciate it. Well, Bubba, I mean, Bubba, Gary uh, had asked me one day. He said, "How are you on guitar? You know, we're trying to look for a guitar player." I'm like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, "Do you want Bubba's number?" <laughs> Worse than I am on singing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you had just started singing in like 2016 or 2015 as well. Yeah, I think so, so funny. Yeah. So Drunk Punch Ponies was supposed to quit whenever I joined. So let, let me get this straight because I'm pretty sure I remember this. That was you. Do that. I'm going to go to the restroom. Make we go. You, Cody. Cody was on drums, right? Right. So they were in y'all sound. Like, Correct. Cody was on drums for that? Yeah. yeah. Cody was a drummer, yeah. Dude, there was a Drunk Punch it, Ponies sticker on that drum. It kind of fucked me I up think, wait, a bit that, too, bro. Yeah, that was his original drums, huh? Because like I always knew Carrie. Like I never played with Carrie before then. But I always knew him as like one of the best drummers. Like I personally knew. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. As a friend, you know. So it kind of messed me up saying, "Man, I finally get to play with him, and he's singing and playing guitar. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, you know?" Dude, Brittany always says when when he was in high school, like marching band. Oh, he was a shit. He was like, bro, he was bad. No, he's a real deal. He's yeah, he's a real deal. On yeah, bench, yeah. No but problem. so. From what I remember, it was you, Carrie front, and then bass was Trey. Was Trey. Trey Claymore, yeah. But didn't Trey leave and then come back? No. No, he was always with y'all? Yeah. And then Cody was always on the drums? Yeah. Yeah. So y'all used to pack the shit out of the ice house, of course. But uh, what's the one down the by? Well, they had Lespree in the greenhouse. Is it the same bar or no? At one time. Yeah. Lespree moved to the greenhouse. I always like that. Okay, well, I always like that stage, right? Okay, yeah. 
this that stage is just cool. Like, that's kind of all that's set. the greenhouse. Yeah. The one that you got to go to the bathroom on the back side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I always like that bar, okay. just band wise, right? And uh, I think around that time, maybe one of y'all last shows playing there was when I was like, dude, I love this band. And I got that's that's when, not even Carrie, Cody used to ask me, come sing the Fireman, you right. know? Yeah. And uh, man, I had long hair, rips in my jeans, you know, right. shit like that. What a, what an idiot. Medium you know? T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, bro. Medium t-shirt, yeah. Yeah, remember those days. I'm in a large these days. Uh, Not yeah. extra large. <laughs> uh, so that, I, I mean, it's so funny, but around that time, well, Ice House too, was when Carrie and Cody would let me come up there and sing a song. And it was always Dinosaur and Fireman, right? right? Which to this day, shout out Trey Landry, is one of my absolute favorite songs anyway, Dinosaur. But um. Yeah, I used to love to play that shit with y'all, and uh, I think I've told you this a million times, but I always remember, because you used to put your damn cigarette in, in between the strings right there, yeah. right? Like between yeah, songs yeah. or stuff. Like the Eddie Van Halen thing, right? Yeah, like, right, like right. Like Steve Ray Vaughan. Like yeah. Any guitar player that's a guitar player <laughs> has a burn mark on their headstock. Yeah, I guess especially like, a strap. My white Les Paul. Yeah, I feel like a Strat especially, you got to have that burn So, like, mark. I never even cared about Eddie Van Halen, probably to about like five years ago. Right. I, and I, I was, get that. I do get So, like, it, it wasn't my thing. Like, I was never, I listened to, I skipped that. Like, I listened to Almond Brothers, Beatles, and stuff right. like that, CCR. And then with my dad, I would listen with, you know, Disturbed and stuff like that. Right. I started playing guitar. I started listening to John Petrucci and stuff like that. So, I skipped the people who made Petrucci. And right. Satriani and Steve I and everything. I never got into those guys, man. Like, well, because you were an EVH guy. guy. What? Well, no, I wasn't. Oh, okay. I mean, like, I mean, I always appreciate. I love. So I, I much rather listen to Van Halen mm. than study Eddie's guitar. Oh, okay. I see but you and you taught yourself how to play country guitar, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, God, bro. It's the what was that? What that band? What was that band you played in at the balcony when you when you played? So before or it was just multiple bands. I was playing with a band called Vintage. Vintage, yeah. And dude, they had a great thing That's going what, for um, years. It was Lamar Caskey. Bass player. Uh Junior. Luke. Yeah, yeah. My so, wife's uncle. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm Storm, related. Yeah, and I'm related. Cousin. I've been so I've been knowing Storm and that whole family for years. Right. And then one day we're at so that's they're at Delones? Are they related to some Delones? Or Loops. Storm Loop? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Storm Loop. Yeah. yeah, but they're related to some Delones because, like, uh, my mom's dad. So my grandpa that always comes watch us play. Pop, yeah, right. That's not my. That's my step grandpa. Okay. My real grandpa died when my mom was three. Uh, I didn't know that, dude. I learn something new about you every time we do. Every time dude, we talk, same. do podcast, sing, play. Every it's time. not something small either. It's no, yeah, it's like, like deep huge. shit. Like, yeah, he dropped a. He was cleaning a gun and dropped it, and it was a twenty-two, and just freaking. Uh, yeah, my oh, grandma found him and everything. Oh my god! But like, it's sorry, bro. I never met him, but I'm just sorry to hear it. No, but I never. I didn't find out till I was thirteen, and. Uh, you know, I was hanging out with the wrong crowd and everything, and uh, I was separated from them. I couldn't do anything. I had to be locked in, you know, not locked in my room, but, like, that's the only people I knew to hang out with. And my dad was always at work, so, like, I wasn't going over there. I was just at my mom's. And I started – I'd asked for a guitar when I was about 11. 
or eleven that old? or twelve or something like that. I'd ask for a guitar. I thought I, I, as long as I That's remember right you, age, bro. as long as I remember you, you've carried around a guitar. At Holy Savior, you went to aftercare or no? Yeah. Okay, so you remember the aftercare? There was that hall. Like we were the, mm-hmm. the library would be right here, and there was that hall. We put all yeah. our bags, and right and instruments, and, and stuff. The door to the left was morning care. Yes. Continuing. As long as I remember, you had a guitar, an, an instrument. I don't know if it was a guitar, but you had something. Well, I was in, I was also in band. Do I? Were you that kid? Like you knew you were gonna play guitar? Like, no, my cousin Morgan, she asked for a guitar for Christmas one year, and um, my grandma, you know, like we always had so many grandkids and I was blessed that we'd always get a $300 spin limit. Right. That was your Christmas present from my grandma. And I did, I had no idea what I wanted, but I saw uh, Morgan was getting a guitar. I was like, I want a guitar. So she bought us the Fender Squire starter pack. It came with the <clears> black <throat> and white guitar with the Fender G deck yeah. hats off the Fender G deck amp. I still love that amp. That's what I had too. I had a little, um, I got a PV rage though. They didn't have oh, a Fender amp at Hoffman's. You went full PV. No, my parents got me one for Christmas. Actually, it, it's really sentimental guitar, but it was a, a black squad with a rosewood fretboard. Mm. And uh, said rosewood, but it was, it was probably it wasn't rosewood, but <laughs> yeah. you know it was like dark. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So my parents got it for me for Christmas, and I I guess Hoffman's maybe ran out of Fender amps at the time, but they always took care of me. And they're all they're also a really big PV uh, PV uh, dealer. Right, I got PV Rage, man. Mm, PV Rage. And at the time, I had no idea what it was, but like you were playing that Pantera, dude, it was cool, <laughs> dude. It was a cool <laughs> really cool man. But I remember Morgan, I got it, and I was like, oh, I want one too. So we got it for Christmas, and like I was saying at the time, I would listen with my mom. It was Fleetwood Mac, The Doors, Beatles, Heavy Beatles, um, some BB King. Uh, Jefferson Airplane, you know, besides B.B. King and the Beatles, everyone that played at Woodstock right. is what we listened to, you know, Hendrix and all that stuff. Right. And with my dad, it was Disturbed and, you know, Godsmack and that early 2000s Lincoln Park. It was that that we listened to. So there was nothing in between at all. I skipped a lot of guitar, man. So exactly. So I remember for Christmas, uh, a few years down the road, I had learned um, Jessica Owen Brothers. I had learned that on guitar, and I was showing my dad, and I played it. And of course, it's you know. And my cousin Morgan shows up, and she's uh, and he looks at it and he goes, "Morgan, you've been playing guitar as well." And she's like, "Yeah, Uncle Mo, uh, look." And I hand her my acoustic. <laughs> And she started playing Simple Man by Leonard Skinner, which I have never heard in my life until this moment. And she's playing, and I'm like, that's a C chord. That's a G chord. That's an A minor. And my dad's like, nice. I'm like, I just played Jessica (laughs) by the Almond Brothers, motherfucker. Like, that's funny. So that's when I started getting the fire lit up on the mask. I was like, I ain't about to let my cousin outshine me on christmas right. day you know so i started taking lessons with brennan's mom yeah and uh her husband wayne started showing me how to play guitar guitar yeah yeah right. so and i was telling him i was like dude i 
Like, I knew Sweet Home Alabama and Give Me Three Steps by Landon Skinner. I think everybody learned Skinner first. But I'm saying I didn't know know any other songs by them. I never heard them at the time. Oh, my gosh. So uh, we had the class, and we were doing uh, Give Me Three Steps. And the solo to Give Me Three Steps uh, was the first guitar solo I ever learned in my life. I can still play it right now exactly how he showed it to me. I'll never learn any other way that he showed right, it. Right, yeah, obviously. But um, did that, and I learned another solo, I learned another solo, and I learned a solo. And then that's when I, like, I did this deep dive. And like I was saying, um, I was hanging out with the wrong crowd, so I wasn't able to do that. And this is about a year after that. My dad was home more. So How I, old were you? This, this is like 11, 12. This is probably 13, 14. Yeah. No, 11, 11, 12. Like, I got it. I got the guitar and I didn't touch it at all. Okay. That's Never like touched interest it. years, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like, 13, 14. That's when you really start to say, all right, I'm going to learn. Yeah, you find out what you like. I'm going to do right. this or I'm not going to do this. Right. Yeah. Oh, really? That's how I went for y'all? Yeah. At 13, I was climbing <laughs> trees and shit. Like, oh, I was still climbing <laughs> trees. <laughs> no, I think that's like prom guitar learning years. Or like, just an instrument learning years. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. How. Because. Like I said, I always saw you playing guitar, having a guitar, mm-hmm. and shit like that. But I never, I mean, as much as we played together and as much time as we spent together, I, I wanted to know, too, like, did you, like, how did you start? Like, how did you, what did? What were you into? What did you? So, yeah, it started with that, like, learning a few songs or whatever. But I'll never forget this. This is the, the little point of the story. Is that, like, still when I'd be at my mom's house, um... I couldn't hang out with the crowd that I was hanging out with. So I didn't have that many friends. I started hanging out with some other people like Adam Porch, Mason Grove, yeah. uh, Brandon Berg and all. Started hanging out with them, Matt Robichaud. We'd all cut up Still in the yard. terrible guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but when I went to my dad's, we had just moved down Four Point and I had no friends. Oh, I forgot you moved down Four Point because yeah. you, you were friends with Jordan and Josh growing up, right? Well, I wasn't. Still wasn't friends with him yet. But oh, yeah. that's true because you, well, your dad moved there or he was there? No, no, no. He had moved there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, fuck, me and my dad lived so many different places. Mm-hmm. Me and my dad and my sister, we moved everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Still in Here, the same yeah. tribe parents. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah, everywhere. But um, I remember there was one time uh, my dad was like, look, we're going to go do this, but you got to clean your room. I was like, all right. Enough said. Clothes under the bed, all the trash in the closet, done. You're a genius at that age, you know? Yeah. Dad walks in and goes, you vacuumed? And I remember I passed the vacuum on the ground to get the stripes, but I didn't even turn it on. So I did just the amount of work, the same amount of work that you would do, but just to make it look like I did it. I see what he's saying. I see what he's saying, too. It's just ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. So my dad goes... All right, so if I look under this bed, there's not going to be anything in there. And I was like, no, not at all, Pop. And he was like, and there's going to be no trash in that closet? It's like, not at all. Was, I find that really hard to believe because there was a lot of clothes yeah. and a lot of trash, and none of it's out the room. Yeah. Like, none of it's in the trash can, none of it's in the laundry room. You lied. Like, <laughs> I was like, Dad, you could look. What a straight face, too. Yeah, you can you look. You know how much shit you think you got away with that your parents know about? Oh, what? Oh, Dude, look, my dad. Like, just try to imagine. How much shit yeah. you laugh about with Brittany is like, hey, look, Wes yeah. did this. And, yeah. You know, we're just going to leave it be funny to us. But, yeah. But my but dad, anyway. right after that, told me, 
she'll probably still tell me this to this day. Bub, I was your age at one point too. And that always resonated with me my entire life because at that point of age, you know, like 12, 13, 14, <laughs> you just think your parents just grow up and they're that age. Yeah. They're that I age remember and now that. they have I remember kids. thinking like that, yeah. Yeah. So, like, he just, my dad's a big man, just lifts up the bed, <laughs> opens up the closet and everything is, when he goes, clean the room, boy. Yes, sir. So, I actually cleaned the room. I did all that, vacuum for real, plugged it plugged in. Plugged it in, yeah. Did all that, and I remember my guitar was sitting in the corner, and it was full of dust, rust, everything. And I picked it up, and I held it, and I forgot how to play everything. And I felt this moment of happiness. Man, I love that. So, I like, I swear it. to God, so, like, my dad was always going, and my mom was whatever, living over there. I didn't have the happiest of times when I was a kid. Yeah. And when I picked up that guitar, that was one of the most happiest feelings I've ever felt. For some, like, I remember just holding it. It was a Strat, so I'm holding it by the horns, just looking at it. And I felt peace. Didn't know how to play it, but I felt peace and happiness. And then right after that, I was like, we're going to yeah. lessons. We're going to lessons. And then after that, to circle back to what I was saying to make it quick, though, me and Pop, that always comes to my show, my, that grandpa. Yeah. Me and him weren't close growing up. So I was my grandma's dudus. Right. And yeah. Caitlin was his dudus. Right. And but whenever I started playing guitar, that's whenever me and him got close. And it's he he would I'd call him right now. He'll tell you that he was born again when I started playing guitar. Man, I love that because not to make it a big, you know, sap sappy moment, but so far with music original and covers and playing and with you guys and stuff everything has been like dude is this really happening like what the hell this is dude, so cool doubt, this yeah. is binge worthy to me like this is the feeling that i want so freaking bad write a song about feeling yeah check it out it's coming up on the new upcoming album it's called feeling anyway okay. uh, <laughs> but anyway um Everything, and this is something I want to talk to y'all about, like in our little meeting and when we have for 2024 goals. Um, I really feel like I've been searching for a whole lot of shit my whole life, right? And man, this particular thing that we're doing, like you, it, it, it's in itself poetic already. And like the more shit we do, the more poetic it gets. And like just simple little testimonies and shit like that. It's like, bro. This is why you do shit like this. This is why it makes sense. This is why you write. This is why you get to write. How blessed are we that we actually get to play together and write shit? Like, it's just the coolest shit ever. Like, I never knew that about you, you know? And, I mean, we talk every fucking day, you know? I just think it's the coolest shit ever. It's like such a testimony, but it's freaking poetry and motion, you know? That's what stuff like that, like, when it comes to, not that y'all aren't very close to me, but it's like people like Matt and Jacob, like my, my, yeah, and Brody. You know, like my, those are probably in Josh. Those are my closest best friends that I have is that whenever they hear the songs that I write and I, there's a, like the smallest little line that'll happen, they know what that's about. Yeah. yeah. That's serenity. You know? Yeah. And well, they lived it with you too. I mean, yeah, yeah. Something like that. But like it takes, it took everything out of me to put that line in there, but to make it seem like. It's a take what you need line. You know, like you hear it and you're like, oh, I got this going on with me. Oh, yeah. You said that before, too. And you said how 
um, what, what you and Amber call them something like take take take, take what you take need what songs. you need song. It yeah. might mean something totally different to somebody else, but you oh, wrote it in your too. aspect. But man. that's what you I need to hear at the yes. time. Great concept, man. I love that so much. Shit, yeah, me too. Because I mean, the song Heaven. Uh, I touched on this in the Jerry and MJ podcast, but like the song Heaven, I, I got held at gunpoint and watched somebody get that fucking face blown off. Yeah, dude, I had to learn that about at the Walmart. Right? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that about until I saw it. Yeah, but the song Heaven, the second verse, all covered in red, sights aimed at my head. I screamed out, "Tell me what this all about?" You know, there's friends like Matt that when I showed them the song, like Josh, when I showed them the song, they were like, "Wow." Yeah, that's fucking wow, you know, and thank God for them for being such good friends. Yeah. And remember and listen, because that's why I'm like, oh, you fucking listen to me. Because at that point of age, when that all happened, I needed somebody just to listen. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it was such it's, a. It's so scary, too, man. Like, I think the most vulnerable thing you can do is like write down what you actually feel. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you show somebody a song and it's like, <clears throat> I'm giving you my whole heart right now. Yeah, and you're just hoping like a return to like solidify everything you feel on that. Right, because you don't you, you know? don't necessarily like when you write music. I don't think you write it to. Well, I mean, I'm sure some people do, but you don't say this is gonna be a hit. Like, man, sometimes you just gotta get shit out. I and, think it's just a personal experience. Yeah, like writing a song. Like honestly, yeah, I, I really love is. I love that side of it because yeah. um, they there is a world where shit is a hit and it's meant to you writing for that reason. But man. When you can write stuff that is that deep and you know that sentimental and it means that much to you, it, it doesn't mean what it. It's the whole point. Like that's what you need to get it out. So you're getting it out. It just so happens that it gets to. We're lucky enough to turn it into music too. To me, know? when I'm whenever I get a part, uh, I get a song like that that's coming up. You know, that's like the single that I'm releasing that I want to release after we do your first part mm -hmm. of the album. That's about my next chapter of life this song and oh, I love that song. I feel comfortable whenever I'm writing it and I'm I'm ready to put it out because I did move on from yeah whatever happened to me in my my youth and right. whatever happened to me in my childhood and what I I'm I'm not, I'm not chasing that anymore because there there comes to a part where you got to be your own person. You know, you got to be your own man. Yeah. You got to be your own your woman. You got to be whoever you want to be. Correct. You know. Um, and the way you wrote it too, because I I read it obviously, mm -hmm. and then you sent me the clip of you singing it, and then you got me to sing it. And when I was going through the motions of it, the hook is awesome, but the build up to it, it's like, oh yeah, like it just makes sense. Well, you know, that's what I was. I told that to Amber the other day. I was like, so I'm releasing this as, as a single. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna put it on the album. I just want to write music and I just want to release music. That's yeah. all I want to do. Like, yeah. I don't care what it is. I'm not going into politics about anything. I don't care what the fuck it's going to be. That's such a weird side to me, too. Like, I've never been in that situation where you just write music. Yeah. You know, I've been a part of this cover world this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is all brand new to me. And, like, it's it's really refreshing to see that you can do this side of it. Yeah. You know, and, and there's still no feel rules. that same way, you know? There's, there's no, no rule that's, at that's all. That's the coolest part, you know. That's the best part because, like, I have this song that I want to do. I'll show you after uh, we finish up this, but I have like a few things that I'm gonna go into every day. I change it every day. I'm like, oh, I'm tweaking this. I'm tweaking this. I'm tweaking this. This is what I want it to sound like. This is what I want to go into and everything like that. And I stop sometimes and I'm like, does that make sense to the listener? Because that's always the most important thing. 
when you're writing a song because yeah. you can there are no rules but I'm releasing it because I want people to listen to it so I have to make sure that I'm writing the song the way and it takes the listener to a certain point so that's tension that's building up and then it releases right or out of nowhere there's tension you know you always got to think about that kind of thing um but with that song I I stopped and I told him I was like uh, I'm releasing this as a single I think this is the best song I've ever written in my life and she was like oh that song that I hate the other yeah I remember, she, I remember when she said that. and I was like song? I was like no not that song a different song I was like I think it's the best song I've ever written yeah and the best part about that statement is that I show it to you behind closed doors and I go I think this is the best song I've ever written you go I agree. Behind closed doors, I show it to you, and you go, "No, I think this song is the best song you've ever written." It doesn't matter, right? None no, of it, it matters. Yeah. None of it, it matters. It doesn't matter at all. It's about art. It's just art. Yeah. I mean, you look at somebody's paintings. It's the same thing. Right. I think this is the best painting. It feels so personal because you, you you take what you right. took from it. Yeah. That's right. You take what now take what you want from it. On that on that side, Dylan and I talk about this a lot. Um, so. This album that I'm that we're doing together that I'm gonna release is I say it's the first time I haven't been doing it that long, but it's I'm so freaking pumped that we get to play these songs to humans before yeah. it, it's 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 out to the world, right? Or until it, before the master copy is out there. Mm -hmm. um, and what we always talk about, whether it's acoustic or whether it's full band or whatever. Um, you know, South Dakota Wind is a. I like the song. It's not my favorite, but I do really thoroughly enjoy the song. It's Jacob Groh's favorite. Yes, it is. <laughs> I really do like that song, but it's just not simply not my favorite. But I've been noticing that when we play it, there's always feet in the crowd doing this, mm -hmm. and uh, people always kind of look when that song comes on. I don't know if they give a shit about it, or if they're liking it, or if they're not liking it. But that's the kind of, um, you know. Full, full full door that I kind of want, you know, mm -hmm. uh, full circle. I mean that I, that I really want because um, I don't I don't want this album to be commercial by any means. But the whole point of building this album to me is to play it for people, right? Mm -hmm. And that's that's where our band is right now is in that niche right there, right? Yeah, and then um, so that's a big thing for me is trying to, well, and that's why I picked these songs. Well, you and I kind of picked them, but. Uh, that's why we pick these songs to be more of a like right on the edge of give it slam it in their face and just write from the heart you know make it absolutely worth writing that makes and, complete sense and playing live is a different story because i'm i get so nervous to play the songs live because i don't want to screw them up but the more we're playing them the more it's like dude that sounded good that sounded great man that sounded great which in to, to kind of make my first point i feel like it helped and it's still helping Build the album. Turn and build build the freaking album, album, you know, right? because that's the exact same thing, you know. Me and because me and Dylan also text outside the group message yeah, of guitar parts because dirty. you got to you guitar. We're not gonna fucking just bore you with that shit yeah, because yeah. you're gonna come in halfway through it and go, "What's an AC 30 Yeah, yeah it's like talking <laughs> Greek, right? Yeah. When y'all go on y'all tangents, oh, that's so bad. I'm like, oh, you, man. Yeah. get fucked. But <laughs> it's so you. <laughs> but it's it's awesome that. You know, I'm comfortable with another guitar player like that because, like, 
the first few rehearsals that we had and Dylan had life going on. Yeah. And he couldn't make the rehearsals. You know? Um, I had to play the leads normally where Dylan would play the leads at. Right. Because we had rehearsal. And there's no bashing. That's not what I mean at all. No, no. But what I mean by that is whenever we got there, like Cody was asking me a few times, he's like, It's like, are you gonna play the lead? I'm like, No, no, no. Me and Dylan are gonna communicate. And he's like, Okay. You sure? Yeah, we're good. I think that's like so weird to non guitar players. That like you could just give another guitar player a look and they know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, which still cracks me up with y'all too, how y'all navigate that shit. But I I can understand where you're saying that. Because, because so uh, I'll give you a look yeah. to take a lead or you'll give me a look to take a lead. But that's a completely different look that I got to give Cody mm-hmm. being like, right. hey, we're going into this. Yeah. That look got to go something like. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's Wrap pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, you, man, recording your shit over here. Damn, All right, pull, pull up. You gonna pull it off? Stop. <laughs> recording your shit over here. We're doing Broadway nights. Right, right. Okay, and we get to the end of it. Oh, you and Cody. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The drums over here. Um, we get to the end of Take it. Take your headphones off. He's gonna hit that. Rock. <laughs> but um, grab some beers when you. Yeah, yeah. No more. But um. We get to the end of it, and I'm reading the notes that you had, and I was like, "Oh yeah." Then we're going because it's the boots and the beer that appear, right? So I'm telling them that I'm like, "This is, we play it live like that, kind of, kind of." But yeah. we kind of sway away from it. It Correct. all kind of changes every single uh, time we play the gig. So he's like, "Okay," so he's like, "So I'm in the room. I tried hooking up a talkback mic. It's called just a microphone where I can." He could hear me in his headphones. I forgot so much shit. Um, we're recording the song, and it comes to that part. And he was like, just come in and mouth it to me. So I got the two room mics. Yeah, I saw sit, them set up when we got yeah, in here. Yeah. Sit in the corner. I had those set up. I'm standing right there, <laughs> right? Right underneath it. And I'm right underneath it, and I'm just mouthing to him. I'm like, <laughs> and he fumbled it. Dropped the bag completely. Fucked yeah. it all up. I was like, all right, yeah, that's fine. That's why we're recording. Pause, rewind, right. go back Duh. to the spot. Yeah. Easy. Do it again. And I'm just going, fucked it all up. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's fine. It's okay. That's why we're recording. Pause, back it up, delete, record again. And he, and before that, he goes, dude, just sing it to me. I'm like, yeah, easy. Oh, you I'm got st- your mic. Are you talking about in there? Like he wanted you to sing it from the your side? No, he just told no. The talkback didn't work. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't no, I, no, I did. I probably didn't oh. throw that in yet. The talkback didn't work. The only reason it didn't because I didn't bring enough fucking cables. Yeah. So story of our life. Yeah. So I got the other room mic sitting right there, and I'm in the corner, and he's like, "Just sing it to me." So he's he's playing drums, one headphone off, <laughs> and I'm just going. It's the boots and the beer that appear. It's the boots and the beer that appear. And we go through it. And he's like, and he's playing. And he goes, next one? Like, yeah, next one. I'm like, on a pier, stop. It's the boots and the beer that appear. He's behind the kid going, it's the boots and the beer that appear. I'm like, it's the boots and the beer that clear. He's like, all right, got it. And it we worked. nailed it. Yeah, let's say, it, it, did it work? We stopped. We go back, and we both sat there. And I had ordered pizza. So uh-huh. we're both just taking a pizza break. 
and I'm we go back and play because I knew he had played the part perfectly. So we go back and before I press play, I go, Cody Wilbo's singing. Hit <laughs> the microphones. <laughs> Dude, I'm there's a microphone right yeah, here right. on top of my head. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. And no Cody, way. And Cody only has 30 mics on him. Yeah, and he's behind the kid and he was like, I was singing it too. And I was like, do you know what I'm saying now though? He's like, oh, I got it. Yeah. Went back and recorded and I was like, why the fuck didn't yeah. we just say that? Oh my that? God. So it's two, right? Boots in the beard that appear. Mm. Boots in the beard that appear. Boots in the beard that appear. Broadway night. And then one more. Yeah, yeah a little break. In the yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. so. But it was fucking so hilarious. Oh, time. my God. Right yeah. before, I was like, I'm fucking, you You told me to sing, mother. Cody, this is your fault. Yeah. You could hear it. I mean, obviously, y'all could, you could hear both of y'all singing it, huh? Oh, I deleted it. Well, I know play. that. But like when you. Like, I didn't even play it back. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm very upset that I didn't. <laughs> oh, gosh. But this is, I feel like that that get, that arrives at a point of how much fun it's been recording this album for you, uh, with you, not for you. Well, e- even term. so, too, we still have five more that we didn't even touch yet. Mm-hmm. Well, which are click-tracked, which are, you know, acoustically done and yeah. stuff like that. But that being said, I mean, just look at how much we learned just in the last week. Of yeah. recording, Cody just shit, dropped you know? money on a new kid. Yeah, it's, so. yeah, yeah. Which but, uh, I'm assuming we're gonna we're gonna track with that with that kit, not this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is gonna be a practice kit. Great too, though, dude. I mean, the PDP said, dude. Yeah, shout great. out to Bubba's um, system because these drum these drums, which are Cody's original drums, and he just bought a new set, which means in 2024 we're playing our asses off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, clean. Clean sweep through with Bubba, with Bubba's system and uh, just made it really worthwhile in a in a room that's not made for recording and it's uh, gonna be on the tracks and the and the record so that's a pretty cool thing. But uh, the best the best the whole, entire best part of it. So whenever it come down to the it came down to the Jean Bon Company stuff. <clears throat> so that was fun because I was like I want to record an album in a place that you shouldn't record an album in. Yeah, my bedroom. Yeah. So I did all the parts there and I pretty much just commissioned people to play the parts that I had already written. Right. So I did all the guitar tracks there. I played guitar for three songs. No, two songs. Noogie played on Faith and Sean Roddy played on Heaven and War. Sean's a freaking beast. He's just a great human. I yeah. Love him. yeah. He's also the best guy ever. Yeah. And his stage That's performance saying, too yeah. is just like I could watch him all day. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, stop kicking my wire. I will kick your wire, boss. <clears throat> but my thing was like, I want to record an album in a place that you shouldn't record an album. Right. So I did that. Uh Sean recorded at his house his bass parts in his bedroom whenever he put his kids to sleep in the middle of the night. Yeah. Next to me, it's like one right. thirty. I'm waking up to listen to his tracks, and I'm just going, like, in bed, headphone, iPhone adapter, yeah. like, and I'm just listening to just the bass track. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Like, sounds good, man. Sounds good. <laughs> Killer job, bro. Yeah. But um, And poor Sean hustling his ass off yeah. 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Good job, man. So good, man. But um, for drums, I went to my... My boy Kyle Erosh, his fucking drums, dude. They're fucking undefeated. Went there with Tim, and it's in his bedroom. You walk in, his drum set is set up 
in his bedroom. It's kind of like this, and he's got a door right there that goes into his bathroom, and it's all tile and marble, everything. So he's got two microphones Jeez. on the ground, and it's a reverb tank. That's what he uses it for. Holy shit. So that snare hits. Yeah. In the room, you just hear, Dah. and there you hear no attack, and it's just, Wow. Oh, how beautiful. And do, Dang. No, Kyle's the fucking... So Kyle worked for Personas for a while, but he's the okay. fucking man. He knows exactly what he's doing, whatever. But it's more like modern drums that he does. Right. So like I would have been with Cody and like, let's go over there for this, but it wasn't. The, it doesn't fit the bill. So after that's done, I'm like, oh, it's recording in a fucking bedroom. This whole thing's done in a fucking bedroom. Yeah. Send it to Robbie and record it in his fucking bedroom that's upstairs yeah. on a fucking twenty thousand dollar yeah. AI board, you know. Uh, but um that and was then, a, then Keith and all have had recently told me well I've Robbie too, but when I went tracked the last the, the E P, it was totally different. So it's still the same room, mm-hmm. but I mean it's upgraded big time. You know? Oh yeah, he's got his acoustic barriers yeah. and fucking yeah. everything in there. Well we but, would uh, call Robbie's uh upstairs bedroom. Bedroom, yeah, that's cute. Legit studio. What but, a uh, house, right? <laughs> yeah. But my favorite thing about doing recording this album with y'all is that just like before we did the guitars at my house you know and the deal was somebody bring beer i'll cook food right yeah. i'll bring the beer somebody cook food and we just sat down have a had a thanksgiving dinner yeah drink a couple beers and we just kept it fun no matter what right no, it was just a hangout the whole time yeah, yeah. because the songs like did. the songs that uh, like was home to me yeah. We didn't even finish. On oh, tracking? Tracking yeah. wise, yeah. Like guitar wise. We got halfway through and we were like Sing along and Home to Me was halfway through. We never finished it. Yeah. And I think we went up we ended up going back or whatever. Um that was so that part was extremely important to me, but it was not the whole part, but towards the end I was so ready to finish because that's a big step to get to the next step, right? Yeah. And I was so just, oh my God, I'm so ready for it to be at where it's at right now, right? Yeah. Especially since both of y'all want to go back and do some guitar pour, right. delete some shit and go back over and, and, and fix some stuff and, you know, perfect it and stuff like that. But that just means the world to me because that means y'all are here and what y'all, what y'all want to and, and know what yeah, y'all right, want yeah, to do, yeah, right? Sure. Um, and that's, that part was not frustrating, but I was so ready to get it done. But man, the uh, Dylan Dylan always says, man, like as I'm having fun doing this, but like I just want to hang out with y'all. Like we would always go to work, right? Right. Yeah. It was yeah, Wednesday, it was Thursday nights. We would yeah, go to freaking work, yeah. and uh, which is the best thing ever. I mean, it, it is. And got it, that ethic. You well, know, you but, yeah, and you can jive it, and you can make it work. But let's barbecue sometimes. Yeah. Right. Like let's hang out. Like obviously yeah. we get along. Well, that like, that night that we half ass wrote that song, um, I don't know what it's even called, but uh. Uh, was uh, it was you on the acoustic? You had the little uh, kind of opening riff, not even a riff. I don't think it is. And then, you had my baritone well, uh, reload. No, 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 not not that. that. No, 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 no. This is at y'all kitchen table. Oh, that other song. That slow did. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, Dylan was spitting out lyrics that he was making up. I had half the shit written down already. You had uh, you had lyrics. That I'm just you had. pulling from different songs. Yeah, and you, and you constantly playing it. That was more of a hangout. I mean, it wasn't a true hangout. We had a guitar in the hands, but that was that meant a whole lot to me as compared to just tracking all night long, right? Yeah. And tracking is so fun. I absolutely love it. Studio work is freaking awesome. But 
the relationship side was a whole lot better. Like just the chill factor of it, you know, just bullshitting and hanging out. Well, you know? to me, that's the most, that's one of the most important aspects of your album that you're doing right now. Um, and this is going to be the few times that I'll say your album. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I know yeah, me and you had I, the conversation. We had that conversation. saying that too, man. Me well, and you had that. We had the conversation the other yeah. night. I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. I made the point the other night <clears throat> that, um, you know, I, I, Eric Church is one of my freaking absolute heroes, and I learned so much from him before I even knew how to play guitar. Sure. But every interview you see from him, they always ask, "What is this? What is that? What do you, What do you think this is? How do you feel about this? How do you feel about that?" No matter what, the dude always says, "We." He always yeah, he is. Eric Church is always we. That's it, all the mm -hmm. time. Whether it's him and the guitar, it's always we, and I absolutely love that. Um. And you know I'm big on the whole teamwork thing and how we all working together. Well, that being said, us working as a team, I told Bubba, I said it's a catch twenty two because from now on I want and I, we I say it aloud all the time on stage, but I want it to be we no matter what. Yes, it's my name. Yes, I'm the front man. I'm the one that's making noise all the time. But I want it to and my it's my face a lot. But I want the we factor. Which I told Bubba, I said, it's going to suck sometimes because if we do shitty, it's still weak. But when we do freaking good, it's weak. Well, right? that's what I told you right after that. I told you, I was like, hey, man, I was on that stage when you were singing a half step down. <laughs> exactly. And that was the weak I was thing, like, yeah. I was on that stage as well with you, man. And we were fucking up. <laughs> that's why I looked at you and said, hey, man, we a half step down. <laughs> I think like, I think guitar players, though, for sure. Like, you look back, there's so many famous guitar players. Yeah. Like, you don't really give it, like, I think a Slash, I don't think of Guns N' Roses, I think of him just wailing out. Yeah. You know? Well, exactly. And So, like, for us, it's, like, it's hard to, I guess you, you put so much time and effort to, like, learn guitar and you study these guys so hard that when it comes to, like, building an album, it's just a natural we thing. See, I agree with that. You know? I agree, and it's, it will, it's like... And it can also be, it's a lot of parts of I coming together. That's a bigger picture with me yeah. because with me, if it was just me, if you were just commissioning me to write guitar. Which I you, was at first and you thought, remember that? Yeah. Because that's before we played together. Remember I had gave you some money to track one song and then I gave you some money to track another song. Yeah. And you were like, what is this, a demo? And I was like, no. He was like, oh, well, you want me to play guitar with you? You know, yeah, that's kind of like, how like the relationship started. Yeah. That was a big we factor to me because I started mm -hmm. off as an I want Bubba to yeah. click track this shit because I suck at keeping up with a click track. Mm. Right. Then it turned into days later, we booking shows and we starting to make music together and we starting to play together. You yeah. Know? That was a big I to we thing that I didn't but know I needed and it turned into. With more, with more meaning into that is what I mean is that like, if you would have just got me to play guitar... <laughs> on your album this entire thing it would have sounded like dale cody and you singing on a jean bon company album yeah because i would have played guitar like i play guitar and produced yeah. it the way you produce it and you we know? and we've, so. we've had that conversation us three already well that's we've what i'm saying that that's why i mean cody cody uh cody dylan plays fuck, he's got 90 percent of the tracks on the album right because I'm worried about <clears throat> it sounding like Jean Boyne Company, right. that Southern rock. I yeah. want that heavy rock and roll in your face, you know. Yeah. And 
But I feel like after we tracked it, well, at least the five songs, let's just focus on that. The, the five songs, we tracked them. We played them live so many times yeah. that whenever we play them live, I know exactly what my job is. Dylan yeah, knows exactly so what his yeah, job is so that whenever – and the drums are done. Yeah. So that whenever we retrack them on right. guitars, it's going to feel – It's going to feel right. It's going to feel like home to me is what I'm trying to say, boy. I got that feeling. <laughs> okay. Sounds like the wind, bro. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. And I, it's, it's that's all part of like the meshing thing that I, that I like like to call like the teamwork mm. thing. Um I, I I know I also noticed, especially working with y'all two a lot, live studio stuff, uh, and just being y'all two being my loser ass friends. Um y'all two Always. personalities are totally different, y'all two, right? Y'all are totally different. Yeah, people. yeah. And you hear that through music. As exactly. Well. Yeah. And then y'all are two totally separate different people, right? But when y'all play together, y'all are still totally separate, but y'all feed so much off of one another that again, I'm hearing all the time and I'm like, damn, what the hell? So it's like a y'all personalities are reflecting musically and just being people. And that I find that really helps because I need Dylan in certain times personally and i need you in certain times personally no that yeah it makes I, a I huge that, yeah. difference on my nerves right mm -hmm. because you know i get nervous and i get worried and i let shit bother me and when it comes to not necessarily y'all don't give a shit but y'all attitudes i, re, I start reflecting y'all attitudes because y'all have totally different personalities and then it starts to fucking do your thing bro you know and that's, that's it yeah just be you yeah and yeah, that's yeah. the easiest thing to ever be what i'm getting at is like y'all are we tight, but y'all are my, like, almost like mentoring, kind of, in, in a way, right? Yeah. It's like, I go to you for certain stuff, I go to you for certain stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But we still work so freaking well together. And we build them a freaking Because that, you know? that's, the, that's the way I look at certain things is, um, well, it's just that, is when I went bungee jumping, that one <laughs> little spot changed my life. Yeah. Like, that one thing told me, if you start something, you finish it. Mm-hmm. So, whenever it comes down to, like, we played the Mudbug the other day. Half of those leads that I was playing, I could care two less about. Yeah. Because there was no vibe on it, you know what well, I'm yeah, saying? Well, yeah, they're like, I was saying, this guy's having fun over here. Yeah, and then there was, there were, there were, yeah, there would be songs that we started playing that I'm like, oh, we're going to get into it. I, I put on, like, a fuzz pedal. No <laughs> right, we're yeah. playing a acoustic show. There's no reason all I got should have three de uh, delay pedals and a fuzz pedal on. What? What's that sound? Uh, it's probably one of those farty cables. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And then um, uh, Velvet Sky was setting up right after us, and they were all huddled around like a campfire, looking at Bubba's board. Like, look at this acoustic freak, show. Look at this freaking guy acoustic right here. Show. <laughs> Two brought farty pedals yeah. to acoustic show. He got a four by eight fucking yeah. pedal board, <laughs> jumping over it. It's so big. And I'm so simple. I don't like none of that. Sound. It costs. Like well, Just plug in and I hope it works. That's one of the the funnest part of about playing with playing with JP with you is that like there's certain songs that I know my job and you know your job. That's right. Yeah. And my job is to fill the gap of everything that's not there. Right. So like my job is to make it sound like there's a B three organ going on. Right. Make yeah. it sound like there's a church organ, a uh, church choir that's going on. That's right. And you're just hitting the licks and all. Now, but whenever we get to like. The fireman, 
and I don't know what's yeah. going on. Right. Yeah. Farm in Chattahoochee. You know, yeah, so and I'm just sitting there. Such dry song. Yeah. By the way. Well, but but <laughs> not wet at all. But we were <laughs> not even a little bit. So we were talking Donna about you. It. We were talking about the other day, Bubba and I, when we were setting up, and we were saying how um like it's no it's no lie that you don't like to be right in the front, right? I mean, no, that's yeah, just, I've never been that. That's guy. just said and done, right? Yeah. What? I, uh, but another thing I was telling them is, in my mind, you know, if we get to play some cool shows in the, in the future, you know, some bigger bigger stuff, um, and we get to introduce a lot more of the original stuff, I would absolutely love to sit back for a couple songs or something. Not songs, but a couple measures, a couple breaks and stuff like that. And let y'all two just do y'all thing. Kind of like the same thing as when I went to get a beer and y'all were still hanging out doing y'all thing. Right. I, I want that bad. Just like I told you on uh, Home to Me, I can't, when you take over from Julia's part, when her fiddle's in and you take it over, fits, bro, it fits it so, fits well. so and well. And in my mind, like I, I hear it and I think the song is beautiful and I think the parts are beautiful. But when I close my eyes, I see it playing to 10,000 people and, you know, I'm watching y'all play and I'm still on stage too, but my part's finished for right now and I'm watching y'all play. That's the coolest thing for me. Right. So we were talking the other day how you don't necessarily like to be in the front, but in the future, there's going to have to be times where y'all two are going to have to do y'all thing. Because I've been told that my whole life. Like that's my, big... <laughs> if it's, it's not it's... like being able to sing, it's about not being in the front. And it's so like funny because like to me, like as a person and like you have your morals and you seem like, the way you stand on how you live your life, you would almost seem to me to be the complete opposite. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like revved up. Because you, well, you fucking, yeah. yeah, revved up, let's go. Let's go run in fucking Grand Isle Beach. Yeah, fuck it. Never fuck done it. this shit in my life. <laughs> hey, Dylan, what you been doing majority of your life? Playing guitar. Hey, man, come in front <laughs> with me. I'm good. What the yeah. fuck is that? No, nah, I've just never been like the showman. Like, I don't think. I, I guess that kind of comes from learning from the radio. You know, you hear it. You don't like visualize. I guess like yeah. music videos, like it looks cool and all, but it's I, all fake. Like the recording's the only real thing. And right. right. No, yeah. I had, I had never, so. I was never the front guy. I was never the one to get excited and do it. I would, right. I would have to force myself to do it. And that was a whole bigger thing. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, this is just not genuine. Right. You know? And then, there was one night, like, I'd popped the Adderall and fucking drank a bunch of wine before. <laughs> that'll and, do it. Oh, that'll do it for sure. And, like, yeah, we opened up a 12 Stones, though. Cool. Yeah, and, I was like, and I was like, oh, I know they're about to come out and fucking show us the fuck up. Yeah. So I was like, I, we got to rock and roll. I think context has a lot to do with it, too. If you got, like, a thousand people screaming at you, yeah, yeah. you're a lot more pumped up yeah. than, you know, 50 people. Yeah, yeah. But we had did that, and like right after that, I would realized there was a few songs that we had played in our set, this is what calling them, that we had played a few songs in a set where like I didn't care. And then I watched the crowd just, and I was like, oh shit. And we you played another it. song that I cared about, yeah, you got and it. I pump in, and I'm watching them yeah. get right. into it. And there's no better feeling that I've ever experienced in my life of... Man, the feeling, loving on you. Oh, sorry, of, I thought you were talking about the song. Of <laughs> that energy coming to you and you feeding it back to the it's crowd. The, dude, and then I know. feeding it back to you. Bro. Oh, my God. So, like, whenever we had played at uh, with Shock Bay, Shock Shock Tall, Tall. yeah. We played at the Shock Tall Fair. Um, Shock Tall, babe. <laughs> that was the first time in my life I ever played guitar Shout behind my dots. head. 
And I have a play guitar behind my head. Huh? I love that. Yes, I know. <laughs> but my great grandpa started that boy. I think you I think I I think I knew that. Yeah, I think I think Travis Zarang told me that actually. Oh, you are done? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, dog. <laughs> I'm not even sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, but that was like the first time I, I was I was watching the crowd and they were starting to actually get into it. Yeah. I was like, I got to one-up them. Yeah. So that's what I started playing behind my head with overalls on. Yeah. <laughs> probably, that's probably a first. I liked it. I thought it was cool as shit. No, but after that, I looked at Dylan and I went, me and you, right here. Yeah. And he just... Dude, I it. couldn't hear anything, by the way. So I had a 112 15-watt Blues Junior. I had a 1-8 10 watt Blues Junior. I don't this know what is that true. is. You I don't know what it is either. You would crank to 11, though. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I had my pocket where I can hear my amp. I, I don't remember having a monitor. I'm pretty sure I just had my amp. Nah, you just had your monitor. I'm pretty. I mean, your uh, amp. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure, yeah. If I so I knew that. where I was standing, and I could hear that amp, like just good enough to get the show through. Yeah. And I didn't want to turn it up and mess up the mix. We had all that problem with the live mix, yeah. right? So yeah, we, like, please don't remind me. Yeah. I'm like, dude, if I fuck with this amp, like, yeah, I don't want to mess up. The, front of sound right yeah so i was like i'm gonna stand right here i'm gonna play and that's just gonna be it we're gonna get through this show right you know so that was kind of my deal i was like i can't move I'm yeah in like a two-foot section and i know that's life uh, that's life getting through the show but man that's nightmarish words like i just you know it must go on but god it was that show in particular was so rank on me because i was I just struggled. It was a terrible night for me. I just struggled in all aspects. And, um, you know, I remember I remember you saying, he was like, well, that's room for improvement. Cody was like, dude, just move on. Like, it yeah, is you what it is. You got to get over that. Yeah, because you got to, yeah. But it just sucks to think that way. Like, to, to you, it's always more of a high and more of a love whenever you not getting through the show, you're, oh, my God. We ain't got no time left and we still got some songs to play. That's the best feeling. The worst feeling is, oh my God, we gotta get through this because this shit's not working. And it was sound. It was, I mean, a piss load of sound wasn't working that night. Yeah. And well, I feel like just, that's a that's a another big thing is whenever we played um what was it for we played on the Nova Pass? The Lockport Fair. April twenty second, yeah, Lockport yeah. Fair in Raisland. Um but whenever we had played there Bodoland's birthday. Yeah, my stepson's birthday. Is it on your notes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amber, Dylan, you, even my wife. I wouldn't forget a birthday, but uh, mm. you know, all my friends they 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 have my notes on my birthday. I mean, birthday in my notes. But um, whenever we had started playing, we went through about fifteen songs, and you had stopped and you looked at me and went, "We're gonna run out." Oh, what a step! But Chester. those, but those fifteen songs. The first 15 songs is always going to be yeah. punching your face. Yeah. After that, we can relax. Right. We can just jam. We can talk to the crowd because the crowd was, was just starting to really drink at that at time. That, you know? At that 15-second uh, song time, I'm like, holy shit. You thought, just, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. We were over. And we we had songs to spare. Right. right. That, was the, that was the best part of it. Yeah. But you had looked at me and I was like, the only thing we can do is keep going. You got to keep going. Yeah. You got to keep going. And That's we'll it. we'll it's... take care of the rest. Yeah. And whenever we had got to <clears throat> our second to last block, I realized we had cut two or three songs, songs at that point. That's correct. Yeah. I remember because that. we were running we out of time. Right. And I was yeah. like, 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, Which is a, the weirdest thing ever. I hate to say it, but you don't understand that until you play live. Dude, you got to play and play and play. Literally. And play yeah. To learn how to troubleshoot. If Correct. You don't, if you don't see a problem, you don't know how to fix it. Yeah, just like in rehearsal. You, know, you can play 20 songs. But you're not playing them like you're playing a live setting. It's a different, right? It's a whole well, it's the same thing of learning anything, man. I could send yeah. you, I could send you a picture and a video of how to tie a knot, how to tie a bowling knot, right? Or I can show you in thirty seconds, right? And you're never gonna forget it, yeah, right? You know, or you will forget it. I just gotta show you again. You got to do it hands on, yeah. You and gotta it's, actually go through. It's those so problems. crazy playing it with playing music with you, because. It's honestly awesome because you're incredible with the crowd. Uh, whenever I did the Jean Bon stuff, when we played at Bex, uh, I realized when we got to the second song, I didn't have a microphone on me at all, for like vocal-wise. So I wasn't singing. The band's called Jean Bon Company, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't remember you not having a mic, but for some reason, I thought I remember you speaking. I thought I remember well, you saying stuff. Well, before that I was walked the rainy in, day, I that walked, real rainy day. Yeah, I walked in front of the crowd and I started clapping. And everybody started clapping. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. Got, all got into it or whatever. But no, my microphone was off. Okay. I remember I told Boone, I was like, mute my mic. So I'm going to. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. That's gotcha. how I always been, too. I had a little kid call me out one time. I never had a mic since. <laughs> I had like a 10 year old, like, hey, you're not even singing. And I was like, yeah, I'm not playing. I'm not. <laughs> Not the show must the me. show must not go on. Yeah. That's why he's yeah. like that. Okay. Oh, that is, yeah. But I but MJ is the fucking one of the best front men ever. Oh, dude. So yeah, dude, really I can would, attest to that. He would finish a song and it'd be like, That's Christian Jean Bon that wrote that, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Put he's your hands so up good with Jean Bon right. man. And like when whenever we had finished, our first gig was at uh for Bex Fest. And whenever we had finished it. I walked up to him and I was like, dude, thank you so much. Yeah. Because I was so, so nervous. Right. Because it was yeah, the first you almost, you almost threw up in the bathroom before. Dude, I was dying, yeah. dude. I was yeah. like, be rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> you still get nervous? Like, y'all still get nervous? Please. I get nervous every I'll show. I'll tell you right now, I still get nervous. Like, yeah. to death. Yeah. You know who told me that? Josh LaRose. Really? He said, if you get nervous, it means you care. Yeah. yeah. My uh, Josh go back so far, bro. But... So to make it full circle with that is that whenever that had happened, I had so many different things on my plate. One, this was me finally writing the songs and finally playing them live in front of people. Yeah. You know, uh, but I had shared random MP3s with so many people. The album wasn't even out yet or the EP wasn't even out yet. Oh, we yeah. got through uh, Faith and MJ looked at me and he goes, yeah, how the fuck? These people are singing the fucking words. Yeah. I remember I was there and I remember um that's that's the rainy day one, right? That's the, yeah, 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 yeah. I was in Seoul. I, I was I at the, it on your Snapchat. Oh the snaps and I was yeah. at the bar, like on the corner of the bar, and I was watching the people, which was a packed show anyway. I was watching the people sing back. And I'm like, damn, like what a feeling. That 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 is great. Uh but I was impressed at how they knew the song. You know, I mean I had heard it because I had you know, played around with it in the uh -huh. studio, and you know, I listened to it a thousand freaking times. Whenever we had played Church of Sinners, and there was a group of people, the song it wasn't even out yet. Yeah, and there was a group of people just huddled together, and they was singing the last chorus together. It was like fucking freaky to me. Yeah, and then MJ stopped me again. He's like, 
How many fucking people you sent this yeah. shit out to? I'm like, fucking everybody, dude. That has to be like yeah. an out-of-body experience because you, in your brain, you know you wrote it, you know you know the songs, you know you know the words, and the next thing you know, you see other people saying it. It has mm-hmm. to be like a, whoa, how cool well, is that? Well, to me at the time, what, what I meant by the entire story was I was so nervous about it Yeah. because right before we started, like I said, MJ is... But of everybody I've ever played with my entire life, MJ is the best front man that I've ever played yeah. with, you know? Yeah, he's um, fucking good. And he's one of the best singers I've ever fucking heard in my life. Yeah. And he's from fucking, he's from fucking uh, Venice. You know? Is he? I don't know. Yeah, he's from fucking Venice. Yeah. But um, after the show, uh, we're talking, we're bullshitting and everything. And he was like, dude, why are you so nervous? It's like, you never played before i was like dude i fucking played hundreds of times but this was the first jean bomb thing that i did and right. i didn't know how it was gonna go thank god for you i i fucking gave him all the hugs and all the beers and all the whiskeys in the world i was like the way you handled the crowd for yeah. me yeah and that's the biggest thing yeah is that it was my name that was on the show and you handled the crowd for me. Right. Because I was swapping guitars, tuning them all up. Yeah. Fucking, I even had a capo on the song, JP. You <laughs> I saw it. I remember it. It was on war. I remember, I remember seeing it. But uh, That's the one, dude. That's the, yeah. that's the one. That's but, the single. But I was so worried and so nervous about it. And whenever, just the show that we did, me, you, Cully, and all the people that played that there. Was the first time that you had ever played with a with, full band. With a band, yeah. Yeah. You had that same vibe to you. Yeah. And I wanted to give you the same comfort that I had gotten from previous. Being I like, was shitting in my boots that night. Bro. Yeah. But I just wanted to be like, hey, man, we got it. Yeah. All you have to do is your job. Right. And we have the rest. And that's exactly what MJ told me. He was like. You wrote the fucking songs. You know them, right? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I forgot everything, dude. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But he's like, all you have to do is your job. And that's the best part of playing with you, man, is that now you know your job. Yeah. So that we finish a song, man. You fucking punch your crowd with, thank y'all for coming out. Yeah. Thank y'all for doing this. And we're able to. Right. Yeah, right. No, you buy us time. All yeah. Yeah. Well, we had well. well, we had that conversation last week, not not in the same sense, so to speak, but uh, you know, like playing guitar with you guys, especially more of an acoustic setting, I'm getting more comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's obvious. I don't necessarily play the guitar well, but I feel so much more comfortable playing. Like we before we started this, when we was playing the song that we never played before. I'm still right. confused by that B minor you play. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what B minor you learned. Yeah, yeah I, I learned that. I don't know where I learned that. But anyway, let's what not talk. About, let's not talk about the B minor right now. It was in the sign language. <laughs> <laughs> it's like on that episode of Friends. Yeah, this is B minor right here. Look, this yeah, is it right here. right there. That's uh, a crip song. I showed <laughs> dude one time. I, uh, I had played it when I had showed that one time to jerry live well uh, something for i think mj was playing or you were playing or something like that something out of all people too well i and look <laughs> bro poor jerry it was dark it was at a canal board you know the lights were like blue and green and stuff and uh he's like what it what's the chord progression i was like it goes to this and it has a b minor and i said but this is how i play it and bro poor jerry he went <laughs> dude that's the guy like oh, 
out of all fucking people. You showed Jerry that yeah. fucking. Car. I was like, this is how I play. <laughs> that was always a, the beautiful thing with playing with Zach too. It's like Zach is such the guy, right? Mm-hmm. That you play with him and you kind of watch his face whenever you're playing and he's paying attention, and you can kind of tell like, not gonna do that again, or mm-hmm. hey, you like that. All right, yeah. let's keep it going, you know, because they actually do know what they're talking. Dude, I can watch Jerry and Zach separately, together, whatever. Right. I can watch them play for hours. Same, dude. For hours. Same. Man, that was one of the funniest. Not uh, to mention two of the nicest human beings you haven't met in your freaking life. That was one yeah, of the funnest sure. times ever was recording guitars at oh, I'm sure. Jerry's house for the Calling Home album. Man, we'd, we'd walk in and we didn't know what we wanted the song to sound like. Kind of like what we'd exactly what we'll be doing in house right and um i text jerry all the time I'll, I'll record a song and it's fucking 42 guitar tracks and i'm like you asshole i got this from you Pickle. because we we go over there and i'm like yeah man it's just two big left and right guitars that's playing they got a middle uh lead that's happening in the middle and we put that mono right and we move forward and he's like yeah but what if we got a little that's where you get it from. happening right here yeah and, and i'm like okay you mean like right speaker and he's like yeah he's like okay when we listen and he's like now the left speak is a little empty <laughs> so i'm like oh we need to do this on this and side here comes bubble and yeah. he's like now the mono is kind of empty as well yeah. so you just got to fucking play this well i blame jerry yeah for all bubble <laughs> shit <laughs> For Bubba's ways, but it was. I'm so simple when it comes to guitar, man. I like. I feel like I am. Anyway. I might be complicated. I feel like I'm pretty. Simple. No, you're very yeah. simple. And that was another personality thing I meant that I didn't. I kind of passed over. Was y'all are totally different when it comes to that. To that, and um, it's it's fucking working. Like it's 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 yeah, working no, big it time. Works. You know, it works for sure. I told you many times. Like I, I kind of think of guitar is just like a a seasoning, right? Like. Yeah. You bring me the song, that's the meal. I'm just trying to make it taste better a little bit. Gee, yeah. what an analogy from this freaking guy. That's fucking it's awesome. Like, you never even said that in a group message before. <laughs> really? I've been saying that for Dude, a long time. Do you never said it though? Because I'd have saved really? it in my notes. Yeah. yeah I would have said, write that down. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, adding a little Tony's to some badass, you know, red sauce. So what I, oh. So oh, the red sauce. Uh, that's for another podcast. <laughs> no, but it's, it's awesome that you add Tony's and I feel like I add... Parsley, oregano, and rosemary. Those yeah, herbs that, that you just I taste, you yeah. know, because I'm on my pedal board, it's all just fucking nonsense. You're right. Yeah. But if I turn the nonsense off, sounds stale. Yeah. You don't know it's there until it's missing. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree with that 100%. But the coolest thing for me about this album, guitar-wise, though, like, like, obviously I recorded, like, Carrie stuff, you know, but, like, it never really... I never really felt like recording it. I was doing it for myself. It felt like I was trying to give Carrie the best song he had in his mind. Which I don't see a problem with from your I think that's your job. Yeah. Like, that's really your job. You felt like you were commissioned at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, all right, so here's a song. You're the guitar player. Come in and record it. Yeah. You know? With the stuff we've been recording, I got to a point where I was just like, you know, I'm just going to play me. Yeah. And just... If it works, it works. If not, we'll go back. Right. You know, but yeah, it all worked. Yeah. It, it really worked. Well, good news for us is that's kind of the whole point. I mean, it literally says it in the name, Home to Me. I named it that because we're in Bubba's freaking house. The songs are written on my damn couch. I mean, it's literally right. the most homey freaking album 
to me personally. Right. Uh, so, you know, I wasn't venturing out and looking for different style, styles of guitar players. You know, I mean, I wanted the guys in the band and the sound that we're bringing to people, the product that we're giving to folks. I wanted it to reciprocate on the album, or if anything, I wanted it to mimic the freaking album. I never the felt album, like it to mattered either, though. Like, as far as like, hey, look, this is what guitar has to sound like. I never felt like that was a, a thing. And it was never before in any other project I did. But yeah. I See, originally felt like I could just come in, play for you. You can give me a yay, nay, yeah. and then we can move forward. Now, now whiskey talking and feeling, I think, like, they're just solid. Like, they it are. Yeah, it, it, was, it was very simple, and it was just done. Now, the next five songs that we are going to get into sing along and she was mine i think or it's done it happened it was yeah. it was recorded in 15 minutes and that is how it should stay because it sounds so clean so good so fun you yeah. know and that's also to touch on what you were saying the home to me thing because that's going to be a big part we need to push that aspect on it because a lot of people don't understand that we're recording this on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights, yeah, that's right? Monday big, nights. That's a big know. thing I try to get people to understand, and especially those loyal people who are, man, when y'all going to come up with some stuff? When y'all going to release some stuff? That's what I hear it every day. And it's... Every day. You know, it's mo it's it's mostly when people are, when they take, if they text it or message it to me, I'm sitting at freaking work wishing I was doing it. Yeah, you know, yeah it's exactly. Because me and you, yeah, we all text them. I'm, like, I'm always like, man, yeah. could you imagine? And, and it was until we were here recording drums on Sunday. Yeah. That so like this office, we're in a state farm office, by the way, people. <laughs> we are. Uh, my grandpa, uh, yeah. it just made one year that he died. He was with State Farm for fifty-one years. Whenever he made fifty-one years, the company just made one hundred years. Good lord! So he was there. I mean, he was... Yeah, so, like, I... Since I was a kid, I remember coming to this office, helping my dad cut the grass and throwing yeah. the... Bring the... This is uh -huh. this is the place that I learned that my dad was like, I need you to pick up everything that's in the yard that's not grass. Yeah. Right. And I would go do that, and he'd be like, I see a stick, a leaf, a branch. Why is that not picked up? <laughs> you know? So, like, I feel like I became a person became the person that I am in this office. Yeah. And the fact that I was able to also record drums for it. Man, that is and cool. And it's called Home to Me in it. I you think know, you like, mentioned that to me, but not like you're saying it now. Yeah, because, I mean, we still look around and everything. Yeah, like, they're still moving stuff out of the way. And, still right. getting moved, you know. We moved out everything, you know, and everything. Right. Uh, but it was just a That's whole other blessing to me to do it at my house. Mm-hmm. And then to do it over here. Shit, yeah. It's for that to happen, man. Yeah, I don't feel like it's your album at all. I feel like it's our <laughs> album. Like, honestly, like, yeah. I really don't. But that's I, what I wanted. I never mean, think I of it like, oh, it's JP's album. It's got to be JP's way. Yeah. Like, that's never been a thought to me. It's like, yeah, like, I mean. Well, you yeah. You're like, obviously, like, it's your album. It's your yeah. name. We're going to give you the final approval, but. But that works so well for me because um, the first EP that I did. You know, like poor Robbie would ask me, "How do you want this to sound?" I don't know. You know, I I, I gotta ask people. I I don't know how to dictate that. Mm -hmm. 
And that was, of course, 100% my being naive, but also I had no freaking clue. So I didn't I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. This time I was so adamant about I, I wanted to sound like we're playing it live, right? That was a huge thing for me. It still, still is. And you wouldn't believe, I don't know y'all hear the same shit I'm hearing, but when I hear it, South Dakota win is, is the biggest one for me. When I hear it kick off, I'm like, that's how it, exactly how it sounds on the record. That's exactly how it sounds live. Like, that is just... That's it, you know. It, it 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 it's full circle for me. Yeah. You know? Well, I tell you what, boys, it's been a good time. Yep. This it's is time. the conversations that we always fucking have whenever we're just sitting yeah, by the, the bed truck at the studio night and everything. And I'm always like, man, this would be a podcast that right. we need to do. <laughs> so it's been great. Yep. Love you, dog. Love you. We'll do it again. So tune in. Hopefully, by the beginning of this summer we're going to be releasing the first part of jp bourgeois new album home to me thank you for tuning in thank you fuck you nick bourgeois <laughs> <laughs>